Well, hello, and welcome to the 100th episode special of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LaBooth. <laughs> I'm going to dig deep into the vault today and find some of the scariest stuff, the scariest stories that you guys liked. And we're going to go down the road and talk about them. So I hope you're ready to go down memory lane with Stephen LaBooth and ghost stories told from the south, my fine friends. <laughs> hope you didn't get too scared going down memory lane with me. But sit back, relax, and get ready to pee your pants. I'm just kidding. I figured I'd do something different. So if the voice is different, I uh, did this app where it sounds like a old radio. So I think that's going to be cool. But hey, guys, this is the 100th episode special. I am so proud of this. This means two years I've been doing this. Two years, guys. And uh, it's it's y'all have just made my day. Y'all are the reason why I love doing this. Y'all keep, uh, I mean, my numbers keep growing. So I just want to say thank you to everybody, man. It's amazing and awesome. It's been a great cool ride, and I can't wait for it to keep going and keep growing, baby. But on this episode, since this is a uh, special, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go over and dig up some of the stuff in the vault. I'm going to go over some of the biggest story, biggest uh, episodes that got played the most in the past two years. So we're going to go over and do that. That's what this episode is. This is the uh, bonus, the special. So, but the root, the 100th episode, that one will be coming out. And I'm probably, uh, it's going to be coming out Wednesday like it normally does. But if you're listening to this, it's Tuesday. So I'm going to have this already for you guys to drop on Tuesday. So you'll have this and you're listening to this now. And then the next day you'll have the uh, 100th episode. So, yeah, I'm going to try to get uh, Lexi over here for that one and uh, just, uh, yeah, do some more uh, ghost story stuff and kind of just reflect a little bit and tell you guys how much I thank you and appreciate you because you guys are awesome. Well, I guess I will stop doing all of my talking right now and let's go dig deep in the vault and see what we have for you today. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you enjoy. This is from episode 76. Hope I'm you love sorry it. sorry about the silence. I'm so sorry. Mmm. Seen a pretty good scary movie last night. I think it was called The Death Note. Basically, you have this book and you write down how someone dies. That's how they die. It's crazy. Go check it out. It's on Netflix. It really ain't scary scary but it's pretty good it'll make you jump a little bit it ain't bad all right let's get on with our next story our next story is of the crazy water hotel here in mineral wells it's quite possible that some of the residents of the good of the good times may not have gone on in the early 1990s Reconstruction of the kitchen area of the first floor took place. Since that time, a figure of a small child has been seen many on many occasions. And see, that's crazy. <coughs> that's another thing they say about, you know, renovating and all that. It wakes up the spirits. I mean, 
you need to, you know, you need to do that to your house sometimes. But then on the other hand, you're like, man, am I going to wake something up? But as we go on with the story, one of the employees of the Crazy Water reported that one morning in 1994, that a lady was in the kitchen painting bacon for, or yeah, painting bacon for the residents at breakfast when suddenly, just to her left, stood a little girl in old-fashioned pink flurry dress with white <coughs> stockings standing with her hands perched on her side side of the table <clears throat> watching uh, me at work. She said she was there for just a few seconds and suddenly disappeared. Then at Christmas in 1999, the same woman was entering the kitchen area from the dining room when she was suddenly overcome with a cold chill as if something passed right through her. <coughs> and another female that has worked there uh, stated that a little girl's spirit who is called who called herself uh, Dizzy, a nickname that only her family knew, frequently follows her around the kitchen. So apparently this chit this ghost calls this woman her nickname that only her family would know. Pretty creepy, man. Uh, on another occasion, she left someone, she, on another occasion, she felt someone touch her while, touch her while she was serving food in the serving line. She said at first the little ghost scared her, but over the years she has gotten used to it. And another employee of the uh, Crazy Water, he reported uh, hearing the little girl sobbing in the basement and then, upon investigating the cries, felt a cold spot in the area where he had heard these sounds originate from. Ooh, man. And it's always in basements. You know, you can make, ba make a basement a good little bar or game room or... <laughs> hang out room, but so much bad shit happens in your basement that kind of takes the fun out of it. Anyways, uh, where was I? Another employee reported uh, that she, too, has seen the little girl playing in the kitchen area <coughs> as as the uh, other uh, worker that were, uh, who reported in April of 2000 saw a man in the kitchen wearing a long trench coat as if he walked out of the 1930s or 40s. He, too, was there for just a short time and then vanished. Several of the employees have heard the sounds of voices of the little girl in the basement area located just under the kitchen. The... Uh, the maintenance man, he reported seeing the little girl near, near the elevators in the basement. The basement area is part of the old Crazy Water Hotel that burned down in 1925. The old brick walls still bear the charred remains of the original building. See, I didn't know that that building that, that, that is there now wasn't the original. It was bigger than that, but it burned so, yeah, they rebuilt the did it in it. Ooh. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to do that. Several of the employees have heard these sounds of voices of the little girl. Oh, 
Duh, I just said that. We weenie head. The basement area is part of... Okay, I just said that too. Who exactly... Who exactly... Wait. Oh, who exactly could these spirits be? No one seems to know. The building has been here for over 75 years, and it's almost impossible to know all these stories that took place here. That is true in an older building like that. I mean, not unless people wrote everything down, you know. And, of course, back then in the early 1900s, <laughs> when that was built, people uh, that seen ghosts or something probably didn't report it because you'd get, you know, made fun of or people wouldn't believe you. So you, back then you didn't want to say shit like that. You didn't want to say, I saw something or that glass moved or I heard a voice. Mm. Good coffee. I got me some pumpkin spice for the season. It's the season for the reason. And we don't know why the spirits are really here for sure. These ghosts have been seen by several witnesses and did not seem to be here before the re uh, reconstruction of the kitchen area. Whatever the case, uh, whatever the case or whoever the people are, and it's for sure that something strange is going on going on in the kitchen of the crazy water historic. I mean, of the uh, historic Crazy Water Hotel. So, yeah, like I said, the uh, here's a picture of the old one. It looks pretty cool. It looks really nothing like the uh, one there now. Heck, this one looks better. But anyways, um, yeah, I didn't know that, though, until I uh, started researching this, that that was the original anyways here's some background of the crazy water by 1873 the indian depression had all about ended throughout north central texas opening the door for many settlers to move <coughs> westward most of these came where people who had nothing left back east and believed that the new lands in Texas could provide their families with opportunities that they never had before. One of these brave folks was folks was uh, one of these brave folks was a man by the name of J uh, James A. Lynch, who moved his family into a valley nestled between the beautiful hills of Palapena County and Fort Worth. One day, Mr. Lynch was digging a well in, on his property to provide badly needed water for his family and crops and livestock. Upon completion of the well, the Lynch discovered that the water to be full, uh, to be foul-smelling, to be dr to be drinkable. Anyways, let me say that again. Upon completion of the well, the Lynch the lynches discovered the water to be foul-smelling, to but to be drinkable. That don't make any sense if it's foul-smelling. Why the hell would you want to fucking drink it? After some time, however, Lynch began to taste the uh, smelly water and claimed that it curved her or, or cured her arthritis. 
and it really don't taste bad. I've had the well water here because there's wells all around here. I grew up, my grandpa had a well out there at his place in the country. I mean, it don't smell. I mean, it don't smell like regular water, but it ain't bad. It ain't going to kill you. Uh, okay. The lynches discovered the water to be enriched with min uh, minerals, leading it, leading it prime medical value for the time. It didn't take long for the word to get out <coughs> among the few locals that the uh, waters had healing powers. By 1888, a third well was dug, and it was from this well that a determined woman would sometimes drink. Those who knew her claimed she had regained her sanity from drinking the uh, miraculous water. It was at the time that a few of the local children began to call well number three the crazy water well. Uh, after that, the world, the world well was uh, dropped from the name and crazy water was uh, coined and the official town of Andenville was established but later changed its name to Minna Wells. See, I didn't know that either. And, oh God. Yeah, that would have been a stupid name. Edneaville. Wow. Don't know why to be called that. The official town known as Edneaville was established, but later changed its name to Mineral Wells. By the early 1900s, Mineral Wells was on its way to becoming a national health resort as bathhouses and spas popped up all over the valley. People were coming by hundreds Every week to bathe or drink or just chill here during the weekends. Many accommodation, accommodation, many, I said it right the first times, first time. Many accommodations such as uh, hotels and boarding houses were springing up everywhere by, were springing up everywhere. In 1912, that was a good year. <laughs> In 1912, the city saw the need for a luxury hotel and decided to build one on the site of the uh, old well number three. So basically, I take it from the inf information I've gotten, I got a pretty good idea where this man's settlement first was before it was downtown. Anyways, Luxury Hotel and decided to build one on the site of the old well number three, hence the name Crazy Water Hotel. It was born. The four-story structure was complete in 1914 and uh, operated until March 25th when a tragic fire completely destroyed the hotel. Then, two years later, a Dallas businessman, Carr Helkelins, rebuilt a new seven-story structure on the site of the old one. Keeping the same name, the new structure had two complete bathhouses located in the basement, electrical elevators, and a huge lavish lobby, and 200 rooms. And it's it was very nice at the time. It, I mean, it ain't bad now. They went in and redone it and all that, so. But that's kind of like the story of the Crazy Water Hotel. It was a hotel for a while, then it turned into... Uh, Old folks home 
uh, for the rest of the time, and then it shut down from that. And, but see, I used to run around that place. My dad was a you know a preacher, and um, we used to run around because oh sorry, I was a kid. I was probably nine, ten, something like that. And um, during when uh, when he was preaching, I had a playroom I could sit in the back if I got bored and go back there, and that way I wouldn't be disturbing him while he was preaching because he had a lot of older people. He didn't really have a lot of young people in there with kids or anything, so <clears throat> I'd roam around that place, and it's kind of creepy. Me and my brother and, and stuff would creep around there. It was pretty fun. So I hope you enjoyed that, my fine fellows. Y'all quit. Sorry for the silence and sorry for the kids fighting, but it happens. Okay, now. Well, I hope everybody liked that one. That was from episode 75. That's That was talking about some of the old haunts here around Manor Willers, Texas, and the hometown of Stephen LaBooth. <laughs> well, that's the next one I'm going to dig up is uh, from episode 20, from the early days. Well, let's go dive into that and see what we find. <laughs> I'm going to quit laughing like that. That does sound creepy as hell. Makes me sound like a old, that old man in the house who's looking at you when you walk by going, <laughs> Yeah, I'll quit laughing like that. That's kind of weird. Anyways, let's get on. See what this old episode 20 is about. Oh, you mean hell? You, you're not talking about the Hell's Gate Apostle Kingdom Lake yeah, is what you're trying to say. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is at uh, the River Legacy Park in Arlington, Oh, Texas. son of a buck. You're kidding me. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, because... Did you write Did you do this one too? For our next episode, <laughs> for 21. Well, good thing. When we I stayed up late last night, I covered that. <laughs> That's okay, though. We can compare yeah, notes. Yeah, we can compare notes. Wow. I'll see what you have, and then I'll fill in. Yeah. <laughs> he won't quit chewing. Okay, so you can just, <laughs> yeah, observe. So if you want to pull up the pictures, you can. I'll hold him real quick. Okay, so basically, this is Hell's Gate. And this place is rumored to be a very, very old, like, trail. Now, let me ask you a question, though. I covered the whole park. That whole park there? Or I, did you I, just cover Hell's Gate? I just did Hell's Gate. Okay. Because, see, that whole park uh, place? The whole park is... Yes. I was doing research on it last night. There's so much crap that's happened there. Yeah. I, I mean, just it's, did the, it's crazy. I just did, like, the gate area because, like... Yeah, so you can do the park yeah. and the game. Sorry, we didn't know this, so we would have settled it before. We'll see, we yeah. We'd... We kind of surprised each other. But anyway, so, like, the trail leading up, like, to the gate, like, there was a trail on either side, they say, and it's, like, supposed to be, like, kind of, like, swampy and hanging over. But then the pictures that I saw of the gate, it's not like that. So I don't know. And the gate, it's not like a fence. It's, like, literally like a gate. Like, just, like, one little, you know what I mean? Yeah. You'll have to look at pictures, but... Um, so basically, it's a long, a long dirt road that is said to end at like this like dirt mound, kind of like where you would like burn people or something. Kind of like you know, like that little you know. Yeah. Why would you want to burn people? Like 
I only said that because it reminded me of the coven thing. So, uh. <laughs> on American Horror Story. But it's basically, they said it was, like, a spot where, um, like, captured uh, spies of, like, the Union Army were uh, executed. So, yeah. If you can find this spot, they say you might see, like, remains of the go- the gatepost, which is the, what I'm talking about, like, the little gate thing, where um, the gate once was. And if you walk the trail, you can hear the whispers and the screams and the prayers of the men and the women who, like, walk the final steps to their death. <laughs> well, yeah, could you imagine getting walked there? Because that's where they, like you said, that's where they took Wa- all the... Yeah, walked they walked them to their death. And then, supposedly, there's, like, old artifacts from the era, which you'll have to, like, dig probably for those because of, like, you know, nature took its course. But, you know. So, yeah, I just covered, like, the gate area and, like, where people died. I don't know about anything on the park. What do you have on the park? Uh, I kind of have the same thing. Well, on the whole, I'll wait till the next episode because there's a lot more to that park. Because you got the Screaming Bridge that's in that area. You got the Narrow Bridge. The Arlington Screaming Bridge? Yeah. I have that one in this too. <laughs> and now you do? Oh, shoot. Well, next episode, I'll be flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> you might have to do more stories for the next episode. I didn't realize the I, I didn't know that was all part of one thing. Yeah, it's a whole big park. There's the Screaming Bridge there, Hell's Gate, the Narrow Bridge, and I think that's it. Hmm. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> that they were three different locations. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, you know. Well, you can still do the River Legacy Park thing. <laughs> well, I'll do this right now since uh, I'll just change it up. Since uh, she covered the park, I'll go ahead and finish everything else from there. And I'll do whatever's left on here for 21. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, guys. We, <laughs> so you're going to do this. It's called improvisation. Yeah. See, because I've got the Screaming Bridge for next episode. And I have that, too. And so I got when River I get Legacy mine, Park. Have, whenever we get to the Screaming Bridge, we can cover our, I mean, compare our notes. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to do the, uh, I'll go ahead and cover the River Legacy Park. But I won't mention the Hell's Gate. Let me look it up real quick, guys. (laughs) Sorry about that. We didn't know. It's like whenever we did the Wichita thing, we compared notes, but you've, like, been there, so you know. (laughs) What, honey, what? Yeah, River Legacy Park. Arlington Park. That's crazy. I didn't realize they were all part of the same. Someone's so mad at me. Sorry, guys. We're almost there. We had a little... We had a little, uh... A little hiccupy Yeah. Tea. But for the people who can see the video, just stare at the cute doggy until we hear us talking again. Okay, He'll here we happy. go. <laughs> Our little assistant. Yeah, see? It's this area right here. And it's got all the tawny crap in it. Oh, dang. Yeah. We should go there. Because it's in Texas, so. Well, that's what I was thinking. There's a lot of cool places in there. Yeah, see, this is, tells you all about the history of the Legacy Park, the Screaming Bridge, the Hobo. Now, see, I didn't look up the Hobo. I'll talk about the Hobo today. I'll read it off of here. See, Hell's Gate. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I did. You went down, buddy. Okay, so I'm going to go over Legacy Park. I'll just keep it on Legacy Park since she's already there. And we'll go over the hobo story. <laughs> Another legendary ghost of the park uh, is the hobo. 
Oh, okay. It's a reminder of a, it's a reminder. It's a it's a aura of a hobo apparently. But back in the day, it was a popular location for the train hoppers. They jump off the the they jump off since the trains had that when the trains would start slowing down. I guess coming into the town, they they'd would start jump slowing off down, them. and that's when the guys would jump off. Well, this was like a uh, a place for all the hobos to hang out at. You know, it was on the outskirts of town. Yeah, and. Uh, See, and then the 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 le- the, the legend goes, a vagrant just just jumped off the train and had a had heard a woman screaming in fear and agony. He followed the screams to the parked car, where he saw a woman being brutally beaten by her boyfriend. The hobo tried to enforce, I mean, try to save try to save the woman. But his, but in his trouble, he was beaten by the man and died at the, died on the spot. So this oh, guy was a bum, sad. you know, and he was trying to, you know, Be jumps off, and somebody. he's like, "I'm gonna go save that woman," and he gets his ass kicked. That's messed up. Yeah. Trying to be a good person, and you. Yeah. Well, many say that the hobo still wanders the park to this day. Some say you will often uh, make him. He will make himself visible to young couples parking at night. Sometimes even knocking on the window to check if the young woman is all right. Oh my God! Oh. So y'all kids, don't go out there. Adults, don't go out there smoochy kissing. Ew! It's like the lover's lane, but like yes. with a twist. Yes. Instead of like it being all romantic or whatever. Yeah. Like with the, the hook or whatever. It's with yes. this guy who's making sure and the see, ladies are not getting beat. And the fit story, it's, I mean, kind of true. I mean, people are going, I mean, could you imagine you're out there with your woman and you hear knock, knock, knock. <laughs> you beating your lady? <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. That's kind of cool, though, how the ghost is uh, coming back to check up on everybody, though. That's, that's awful nice of him. We also just said a wow together. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you want me to cover Arlington Spring Bridge? <laughs> go ahead and do it. Well, you know, we're going to go on to the next part of this little park. This is the Arlington Screaming Bridge in uh, this little park. So, I am not sure about, like, all of it. <laughs> this one's creepy and it's sad, too. But, Dad has it pulled up and he knows about it more, so. So, there was a bound-up, like, events or whatever of, like, in, like, 1961, and then there was a pile-up car wreck in the 1970s. Was that um, the... Was that when the uh, head-on collision? Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That was the narrow bridge. Wrong bridge. Yeah, I would say, um... Okay, well, February 4th of 1961, a car was filled with six teenagers, and three of those people died, and three of others were injured. What happened was, I don't know what they were doing. It didn't really say. Well, when I read it, it didn't really say. But they basically plunged off the bridge, or they, like, they, like, plunged or just something you know what i mean yeah apparently the this is the one about the girls right yeah, like yeah they apparently and they burned out yeah the apparently bridge. the bridge was out or something and they didn't realize it till it was too late yeah and they couldn't stop that's what lexi's trying to say and when the car you know seeing this trying to stop well it shot and it went on the other side and what flipped upside down right yeah 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 say because it yeah because it like it plunged but it didn't go into the water so i was trying to explain without like <laughs> People who couldn't see my hand movement, so I was like, I don't know how to, but yeah, it's sad. But like, three people died, and three others were like really, really, really injured. 
So half the car was okay, and the other half was, like, just traumatized for life. That's crazy. Um, the, the bridge, I guess, had been, like, burnt before. Yeah, see, that was I was doing some research, and it's crazy. It's, uh, what did you find out about it being uh, burnt? I didn't find anything else. I just well, I found there. out. I'll show you. I was oh. doing some more research, and uh, where is it? Yeah, Screaming Bridge. Yeah. Apparently, there were some kids. I was reading. Stop, read. Um. Anyways. Yeah, okay, they're the girls. Da, 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 da. Okay, some they did find like four teens that out of pranks was set in the bridge. And apparently this bridge had been set on fire before and they re rebuilt it. Why don't they make it like not? Well, a as bridge? a prank they was they was uh gonna make just a little fire. They was out there messing around with lighter fluid and you know how you squirt it on the ground and, you know, make stuff well that's what they were doing and it got out of control and well and they they said, Well, it was a prank. Well, <laughs> the judge told them it was a childish prank and kind of just, they were kids. Know. They didn't, back then, you didn't really punish kids. Yeah. So they kind of got a slap on the wrist. But, yeah. Dang. But they uh, but they still say if you go out there, didn't they say if you go out there, you can still hear their screams? Yeah, I was going to say, you can still hear, like, the screams of, like, the girls. God, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's... On a, I didn't get all of it, but, like, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's awful. What other history you got on it? That's it. <laughs> well, I couldn't really find it because I got, didn't find that website. Well, I used I've, that one a lot and I didn't find it. Yeah, well, this I found this wasn't on here about the bridge in '94. I had to go to another site and find it. But apparently, they made the uh, they, the bridge was closed, but they did they redid it and they made it a uh, I guess uh, for a train or something. I guess. Oh, okay. Or a train tracks nearby or something. But in '94, two women died trying to beat the train. Well, I hope you enjoyed that trip down memory lane. That was episode 20. <laughs> I hope these stories aren't scaring you. I hope you are remembering some of these because uh, it's kind of fun to go down memory lane to see how better we sound now or how a little bit better we've gotten. I know sometimes my reading gets a little bad. I'm all bibbity-bibbity like that Liberty-bibbity commercial. But I'm glad you guys stick with me. But let's go, uh, we got uh, one more to do, or two more to do, but uh, let's do a commercial real quick and we'll be right back. Well, how's everybody doing today? This is good old friend Uncle Dickie from Borderline Texas Trash, the most popular podcast in the world today. It's climbing up the charts faster than freaking slime on a stein, baby. Well... If you're wondering, what the hell is Borderline Texas Trash about? And who is it, some bitch Uncle Boo? Well, Uncle Boo is the most recognizable voice in podcasting today, baby. We're going to get funky like a monkey on some ton of greens. I'm coming in on white lightning, baby, on a silver saddle to bring you the best of Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I'm your host of the show, Uncle Boo. We go over everything. We do a little bit of politics at the end, but not much. I don't step into that bullshit a whole lot. But we have fun. I go over stupid world news of the day, talk about uh, stuff from the past, what the cost of living or stuff was like that, and we just talk about all sorts of fucking fun facts, do a little joking around, and 
my niece joins the show sometimes. We do a little segment called Ash Handy's Garage on Friday nights, baby. That's our live show we do sometimes. And then I got the uncle that I talked to down in uh, Boothville, Louisiana. And he calls sometimes. And we have a little show called Uncle Dickie's Corner. So you guys come check out Texas Borderline, Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I know you will love it. We are on every platform you can think of. Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart. Uh, I mean, we're on everything. We're even on Podbean, man. We even got our own YouTube channel. We even got an Instagram account, and we got our Facebook account. So go check us out, man, and come listen to the show. You'll get to listen to Ash Handy, Uncle Boo, Uncle Dicky, and all the most recognizable voices in this motherfucking podcast in the world today, babies. Because we will get funky like a monkey, I guarantee it. Let's just say, baby, I've wine and dine with kings and queens, slept in dumpsters, ate pork and beans, baby. But I am your host of the show, Uncle Boo, Borderline Texas Trash. Don't forget about it. If you want to listen to a show to just get your mind off this crazy world and all the COVID and politics bullshit... <laughs> Come check my show out. Come check me and my crazy family out. Some of the shit we do, we do live uh, shows from the barbecue. So I'll see you later. Bye. During the 1800s, local people gathered around an abandoned farmhouse right outside of town. The uh, right outside the town of Pocahontas. Yeah, Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah. Of Pocahontas. Strange lights that came from within the house. Some claimed to hear sounds and even seen the ghost of the man leaving the house with the body of a, uh, oh, Kendall, what? Headless woman. Oh, headless woman. I can't read my own handwriting. It's just my eyes are getting that bad. <laughs> yeah, a head, yeah, of a headless body. Oh wow! Yeah. Again, I don't know what I would do in that situation because, like, yeah. I, I like. And it was in the see. That's what's so crazy. It was in the papers and stuff. Oh really? It was like a local legend, but it was in the papers. It like actually happened. There was actually eyewitnesses that seen it. See, that's when you're like, how can you fake something like that? Or yeah, not fake, I mean, but like, I mean, how can you explain that? Yeah. You know, that's what I don't understand. People don't give this stuff a chance. They're just like, man, that ghost stuff isn't real. You don't know that. You get you can't be narrow minded. You gotta open your mind up a little. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff out there that does go boom in the night that we just cannot explain, people. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and go next. Okay. So this is the Admiral's Admiral. Ah. Say that again Admiral's, three times fast. <laughs> Admiral's house in Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston, baby. Um. This place was built in 1905, and it was considered to be one of the most haunt, haunted places in South Carolina. But as I noticed, a lot of the places are like, this is the most haunted one. Yeah. So I'll say it if it's on there, but just know, like, I really don't know which one. So Yeah, so don't be, like, emailing us. It is not. <laughs> um, We're just going by what we heard. There's a lot of history of slavery and torture there, but it didn't really give anything else than that. So um, the most common ghost sightings are of a ghost of a small slave girl um and she's often sm- spotted and um chopped off trees on the property oh god so i mean they so they just said that they see her but yeah 
have another one, sir. Yes. Look at this creepy place. I love these old bridges, but man, I would not go through them at night. During oh, the day would be ew. cool. Yeah, that's the, that's how they used to do their bridges back then, back in the day. No, I do not like that. That's they did that. They had them covered like that because, you know, it was back in the horse and buggy days. Yeah. So they would do that so the uh, bridges wouldn't be uh, slippery for the horses and buggies when they went through them. Mm -hmm. So they covered them. But, yeah, I mean, look at that. Uh, that's in the daytime. Look how dark it is. Look at it at night. Yeah, uh-uh. Oh, no. No, thank you. Okay, this is this is uh, the Ed, Ed, Edna Collins Bridge in Indiana. The bridge, the bridge is haunted by a ghost of a girl named Edna. Hmm. Is that why they named the bridge? <laughs> <laughs> she drowned in the nearby creek. Some say her dad, uh, dad killed her. Legends, legend says if you park your car in the bridge and turn your engine off and give it a few seconds, she will appear trying to get in the car with you. She'll be like right there at the window. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they. That's what they say. Turn your engine off, you know, and take the keys out and just sit there. Nope. Mm -mm, no. Yeah. And another legend says her mother hung herself on the bridge, and sometimes you can see her still hanging and swinging. Uh, just no. think, though, that's what you'd see, a person from that part of the bridge hanging and swinging. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, I do not like that's that. That's exactly what would happen. Golly, them were some shorties. This is only almost 20 minutes. It's fine, I have some. Alright, okay, so this, I'm going to be talking about another place in South Carolina. South Carolina, crack -a <laughs> This one's in Charleston, too. Oh, Charleston. Um, this is the White Point Gardens. Um, this is also known as the Battery Inn. And this was where this place had, um, when it, you know, was something else, I guess, it had its first front row seats to the public hangings that they used to do back then. Lovely. And, yeah, I mean, it's not really anything special. That's, like, pretty much the history. <laughs> okay, so people say that they see a presence in her, uh, rooms moving around, you know, the room. So, like, you'll see somebody just moving while you're trying to sleep. Um, and there's apparently golden globes. Not gold globes. Orbs. <laughs> golden globes. <laughs> so these ghosts walk around with awards? <laughs> <laughs> no golden orbs. Um, and today, the golden, whatever. <laughs> I can't remember now. Um, they say the bedrooms have the most activity out of the entire uh, thing. Um, room eight, especially, is active. And apparently, there's a f faceless torso standing over them while they try to sleep at night. Like this thing just appears, and stands and watches you. See, that's another another thing. We need to start writing these hotels down in the rooms or these bed and breakfasts and go stay the night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then room 10, there's a figure of a man passing through the door. Like, she, they come in through the, he comes in through the door, and then he just lays in bed with the guests. Oh, my God. So what would you do if you were just sleeping and then you woke up and you see this man coming in through the door? Yeah, I'd be like, and then started uh, no. 
Yeah, I I would be like, uh uh-uh. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, sir. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This room's taken. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, heck no. All right. I'm going to do another one. Real quick. Okay. This is in South Carolina, too. South Krakalaki. Well, hey, I never did. Uh, well, no, I'll just save that for next year. Never mind. Okay. All right. Well, this place was built in 1846, and it's apparently home to several different ghosts. So there's not that much. There's not history except for, like, oh, it was built in 1846. So the rest of it's just ghost stuff. Well, that's really ghostly. Um. And apparently it's one of the most haunted buildings in South Carolina. But as I said, that, you know, everyone says that. So people say they see this specter outline of a southern bell. You know, like the ghost. Yeah. And then they see a sad little boy crying, the ghost of him. And then they say that it's haunted by uh, the a priest's entire family who was wiped out by the plague. And then at the back of this church, um, there's a small building where people have experienced cold spots, lights flickering, and even encounters of a shadowy figure who they believe is the priest who died there from the plague. So, there's a little bit of stuff that happens, and it's a church. So, like, it's not exactly, like, fun. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, do you want me to do some more or save them? Uh... Do we need to do to make it at least thirty minutes? All right. Do about one more, cause then that'll give us time for about ten more minutes, maybe to talk about where we're at and all that, and our plans for the year coming up. And okay, okay. Well, let me do South Carolina Lunatic as- Asylum. Lunatic Asylum. What a hell of a name for an asylum. <laughs> I know, right? So, where did you come from, the Lunatic Asylum? <laughs> but I'm fine now. They took the lunatic out of me. Oh gosh. Okay, so this place, there's I have a little bit of issues with like the articles that I found on it because the information was not accurate, and I'll tell you why in a minute. So I got two dates for this. This place was apparently either opened or built in 1822. That was the first thing, and then this is the second one. It was built between 1822 and 1827. 1822, 1927. And then. I got that it opened in 1821, so like I'm, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. I don't know exactly when it was built or when it opened. I don't know anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really sure, but it was one of the first such complexes in the country, and it um, was designed for care for the mentally ill. But it had over a thousand patients by 1990 or no, ni- the 1900s. God. So. Um, and then it was used for a prison camp when the Union shul- for the Union shoulder- soldiers <laughs> shoulder- shul- soldiers <coughs> in 1865. I wonder if they used head and shoulders. Shush. Um, this was the hospital was sufficient. It uh, grew, you know, its own food. Had a mattress factory, ice cream parlor, um, a bakery, wow. a library, and like a bunch, like a bunch of other stuff. It was its own town, basically. And then by the 1950s, it had over 5,000 patients. And, you know, that's when overcrowding really happens. There's not enough bed. The treatment gets really sucky, you know. Yeah. Um, it was added to the National Register of Historical Places in 18 or 1981. 
And then there was a fire in the building, like, this year recently, um, September 12th of 2020, and the cause was unknown. Hmm. They don't know what the cause is. And I believe that there's no trespassing signs on the place. That sucks. So, um, this place also used to house veterans from the Civil War from 1861 to 1865. Hmm. And then it was used in the 1990 or the 1989 film Cat uh, Katahoochee. Katahoochee. Uh, let me flip my page over for Ouch. Oh, why don't you hit the mic too? Yeah, I know, it. right? <laughs> And then I guess it used to be called Bull Street. It didn't really um, say, but the men and the women were held in separate buildings, and the slaves and the servants had their own buildings. <clears throat> After the war, the things on the asylum kind of just went downhill, and it was never the same again. Um, they were running out of money and running short on supplies, and they couldn't really get a hold of anything. And then the superintendent at the time started using his own money, and then he ran out of money. Oh, man. So, well, I mean, there's not, like, a lot of history I could find, uh, ghost stuff. Basically, I mean, like, the normal stuff happens, you know, like, doors shut, they hear noises. But, I mean, like, I didn't really get, like, a lot. That is crazy, and I, I, I guess it just depends on who puts the information out there but like you know we say there's sometimes we can find good stories and there's sometimes where it's just psh, can't really find nothing on it yeah yes and i don't know why well, well how is everybody gonna celebrate the new year gonna sit around a bonfire tell some scary stories go investigate some uh cool stuff or something like we're gonna go to our aunt's yeah, uh, and usually when Danny has too many uh, surveys, she likes to try to have a seance around the bonfire. <laughs> Last time we tried, she burnt someone's butt. So yeah, so yeah, it ought to be a crazy time. Yeah, well, I hope everybody had a, a great Christmas. I know we did. Yeah, it was a good one, very good. But you know, I'm not, I'm not a, uh, I'm not lying. Next year, I think uh, for uh, for the podcast, we're gonna get a Christmas tree. We're going to get a Halloween Christmas tree. Oh, I'm okay with that. Well, when I was looking at the stats today, we broke the record for November. We have, This is the second record of, because the oh, ha- yeah, we got, Halloween is the yeah. first one, and then this is the second, because we're like Yeah, because we got 200. People. Yeah, we're at 202 now. We've never had 202, and thank you guys so much. We keep growing and growing and growing, and we thank you guys. And you guys that's been with us, don't, don't ever leave us, man. We love you guys. Yes, thank you guys. As much as we keep growing, we'll always remember you guys. And I know that I've been kind of sucky these past six months trying to get all this together and everything, but we, I had a job and then I lost it due to stuff, and then I started college and I'm trying to adjust to college and then and helping my dad and helping my mom, my own stuff, and trying and to get a job the podcast. And, and the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, so it's a lot. And yeah. I'm 18, so I'm also trying to make time for my friends and everything. So, yeah. but I'm trying, and I really want this to go somewhere. So I'm not going to oh, give yes. up on it. Yeah, I'm, we're not going to give up on it. We're not quitting. Out of all the podcasts I do, I think this one's going to be the most successful. Yes, and we are excited to start new we adventures with it. you guys. We oh, will post God, yes. a New Year's thing like we always like we're due for the holidays. Yeah. We'll do a New Year's. But uh, seriously, guys, maybe I don't know. We'll talk about it more, and I'll talk about it more to Lexi. But maybe and. Um, February or March, 
do a podcast either on YouTube or uh, live stream it on Facebook. Yeah. We can live stream it on YouTube or Facebook. Yeah. We'll have to day. pick a time and we'll just do it that way <laughs> yeah. so you guys can see like behind the scenes. That way and... we can all get together and y'all can see and we, you know, because I could tell her we could do one, but you want to have an audience. You don't want to live stream and not have no one watching you. And we got to give y'all a heads up when we're doing it so y'all know when to click on, baby. Yeah. But and you guys, uh, I'm trying. To, I want to get the social media more up and running, and I we need to take more pictures. We're gonna yes, take new pictures, um, and we're gonna get like better dressed up and stuff. So we're gonna have those coming out to use, and then we're gonna look into stickers or decals or something like that. Oh yeah, I think stickers for the back of y'all's car. I think you guys would like. That'd be those. cool. I think I'd or like, like that. Koozies or something. But um, anything else? You th- I need to post something on Instagram about telling you guys. Well, we're all we're on because of the list at this point is yes. I have a way I need to do it, but I have to sit down and make it. But um, we're on a lot of basically anything and everything we found. Yeah, I, I got of. us on more stuff. In the past month, I'd say we went from just being on our regular stuff to now being on Pandora and all the Breaker and everything else. I got us on. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's fun and exciting. I love I love I love seeing it grow, and it's kind of cool. Two old country bumpkins are, you know, getting good downloads like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool, even if it is three fifty or two two hundred a month. It's still awesome to us guys. Yeah, it's better than like nothing, and yeah, it's, people obviously enjoy it. So. And it's cool too. It's just amazing to me that people from all over want to hear us and hear us. Yeah. I mean, we got fans that's here in the states, pretty much. All everywhere. Over the, everywhere in the United States, you know, and then we got some uh, we got some fans over in Europe. Oh gosh, we got so many over there. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you all, guys, and especially New Zealand. I got to give a shout out to New Zealand. Y'all have a happy New Year. Y'all have been man. We got seventy one downloads from them already. Oh wow! I mean, I love I love it, guys. They just it's weird that somebody way on the other side of the world likes to hear what we're doing. Yeah. So thank it you very much, guys. Weird, but we enjoy it, and we. But you not guys, be safe, whatever you're doing, and uh, no drinking and driving now. Don't be dumb. Yeah, don't be that person. We don't. I don't want to have to be researching a story about you. Yes. And tell your ghost story. So let's be safe out there and be smart. Have a good time. But uh, like she said, we're on pretty much on everything: Spotify, Pandora, anything. Um, Check out our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and our, um, email, and anything yeah. and everything. Just check us out. And sorry yeah. if she hasn't got back to y'all yet on the, anything. If she hasn't, but she's she's going to, and it'll be fun, guys. But uh, you guys be good. This has been a ghost stories told from the south, and I am your. What was that? I don't know. That was weird. I heard. Anyways. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and this is... Your co-host, Lexi LeBooth. <laughs> Have a great new year. This has been a Boothiano's production. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that one, guys. That was episode 37. I mean, 35. I'm so sorry for that. Okay. Well, I hope you are liking this. I'm, uh... Going like I said, went through the went through the vault and found some of the some of the stuff that y'all really liked and was really downloading. So let's go to a quick commercial break. We'll come right back and I'll tell you about our next episode. We're gonna do fine gentlemen and ladies.
You ever look up at the sky at night and look at the stars and wonder, are we the only ones really out here? Have you ever wondered how much our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? Then, if so, come listen to this podcast called What's Really, really, out, really there? out There. And I am your host, Stephanie Booth. And, and I am your father. co-host, Stephen Booth, Hafaja. And if you're into UFOs, Unsolved urban le- murders, unsolved mysteries, murders, mysteries uh, unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends, we're into all of that. Conspiracy stuff, too. We go dive into that. So if you're looking for a new podcast that tells that kind of stuff, then you uh, need to listen to what's, what's really, really out, out there. there. And we are on Spotify and iHeart and Pandora, I think. But we are pretty much on every platform. Mm-hmm. We have a YouTube channel, too, or channel. So go check that out. It's called What's Really Out There. So come check us out. Once again, I'm your co-host, Stephen Booth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Booth. And this is What's, What's Really, really out, there? out There. We'll see you at the next episode, guys. Well, I hope you didn't mind that little commercial. That's Stephanie's podcast. But I guess we'll get on with ours. This is the last little story I'm going to do. Uh, it's going to be on episode 62. So sit back, relax, and uh, get ready to get scared out of your pants. <laughs> a good week. Uh, had a good weekend, too. Hope everybody was safe. And, uh, hey, hope everybody's doing good. And I'm glad you're listening. And, uh, hey, let's get on with some scary stories, I guess. What do you say? Okay. Well. Well, uh, why don't you sit back, relax, put your earplugs in, or turn up the volume a little bit, and uh, let's talk about some creepy stuff in Nevada today. What do you say? So get you a nice cup of coffee, whatever you like to drink, snuggle up to your blankie, and let's have some fun talking about some scary places in Nevada. First place we're going to talk about in Nevada is Jackpot, Nevada. Um, and once again, this, this one's going to be pretty long, this episode. I got some good stuff, but there's some of these stories. It's just maybe one or two pages. Couldn't find a whole lot, but there's some stuff I got four or five pages on. So if one story's short and one story's long, hey, I could do what I could do. Hey, Matt. Being so rough. Well, we're uh, fostering a kitten. A kitten right now. It showed up at my uh, niece's uh, uh, vet place where she works, and uh, we're taking care of it right now. But let's get on with uh, Jackpot, Nevada. In the small town of uh, Jackpot, Nevada, one, uh, a once popular tourist destina- destination has been tamed by death are tainted by death and ghostly activities the destination is a cluster of hot uh, hot ponds kind of like hot springs i guess uh 
and it was the site of a gruesome murder. After the killing, the visitors began reported uh, reporting seeing ghost, uh, ghostly foot and hoof prints in the middle, uh, out in the middle of nowhere, that started and then vanished, uh, just out of the blue. And then uh, one tourist reported uh, a broken glass mysteriously appearing on the ground. The uh, random code spots. Here we go. Sorry, the random uh, code spots in which the uh, air temperature suddenly drops for no apparent reason. It's clear someone or something is haunting that area. See, that's all I could get was that uh, about one page of this town. Oh, it was one of your typical. Uh, your typical uh, mining boom town, boom towns, you know, it uh, boomed, got started getting big, and then once it hit its peak, it's and everybody left and all that. But that's about all I could find on Jackpot. <laughs> they say it's very haunted, but it's a tourist place too. But and it never did talk about the murder, so I don't know. That's weird. I guess I should have tried to look into it deeper. Sorry. Okay, I guess we will get on with the next one. Let me write me toying down. All right. This one uh, seems to be a pretty decent one. Okay, uh, this is the uh, Goldfield Hotel in... Huh, I didn't get the town, but it's in... Uh, it's in Nevada. <laughs> it was built in 1908. The hotel's most famous ghost is a woman named Elizabeth, a prostitute, George Wingfield, the hotel owner, supposedly visited often. Upon finding out she was... Man, this is like the same story of the gold, the gold uh, one, but different names. It is. I th yeah. But... This one don't say she was chained to a radiator. Huh. This one says, uh, anyways, the guy was seeing a prostitute. Same thing as a Goldfield uh, deal. And Oh, this is the Goldfield. Dumbass. Anyways, yeah. I think I've read over that story before. I'll skip that part because I know I've talked about that part of the hotel. About the him uh, chaining her to the radiator, and then throwing her and the baby down a mine shaft or something. Okay. This is this one is the uh, go to go to Hill Hotel. Oh, yeah, this one is the, that's where I effed up, I had my notes in here from, yeah, so this is the second story, <laughs> I just wrote it wrong, what a dumbass, I'm so sorry guys, see, I knew that sounded familiar, I was like, what the fuck, what's going on here, yeah, sorry, I got my golds mixed up, this one is the Gold Hill uh, Hotel in Nevada, the hotel started 
as a stone structure. But then uh, sometime in, in the 1960s, a man by the name of H.M. Vasey obtained ownership and added a uh, wooden part of the building. It was then that the hotel really started gaining popularity. Here you will learn about the haunted history of this place. The Gold Hill Hotel is located just outside the popular Virginia city. The town that uh, the town that the hotel is the, the hotel is located in is actually called Gold Hill. And for a very good reason in the early days of the established establishments of the city, several individuals discovered gold in its area. Shortly thereafter, a massive gold strike occurred in Virginia City. This resulted in several travelers going through Gold Hill and actually electing to stay at the hotel. Not only is it an ideal location to uh, lay down for the night in the popular city, but there are several different types of mines where gold was discovered in the area which keep people coming and staying, or which kept them coming. One of the most popular minds of the visitors is the Gold Hill Hotel. Was one of the, uh, oh, it was one that was called the Yellow Jacket back in the 1800s. People uh, explored this particular mine but it would, and they would use candles to see inside of the area. Unfortunately, many did not consider the case that there are typical amenities in the uh, closed spaces inside the mine. As a result of a result, one day there was a dangerous fire that happened in the year of 1873. As a result of the uh, massive fire, 37 people. Uh, and individual workers in the mine were killed. The miners were trapped underneath the uh, debris that was uh, left over from the fire and stuff. And it is said that the hotel is now haunted by the spirits of those who were killed. Creepy. It is said by many that the apparitions of these spirits killed by the fire are still lingering around the mines and frequent the uh, gold hotel. Well, it goes back to that one theory I, I say that, uh, listen to me, I'm trying to sound fucking smart. The one theory about, uh, I think they get stuck in a loop, you know, and if they get in its routine they do every day and then their soul or whatever is not accepting their death or they're just stuck in its loop and that's what they do. That's so why they're still hanging around. They're uh, going home for uh, going home after work. Okay, where was I? There have been. Okay. Said the stage, the structure have committed. Okay, hey. Okay, back to the hotel. Several people who have stayed in the structure have commented on paranormal activity. 
Many have st- uh, have stated that they have actually been they have actually seen apparitions of men who appear to be minors. It is not known whether all the apparitions have been residential type hauntings or in- intellectual hauntings. I can't remember exactly. Who. I know the intellectual ones like when shit moves or something, I think. And residential, I'm not for sure. But anyways, however, for those that have experienced, experienced the hauntings, they have been extremely frightening. In addition to this, doors have been found open and shut, even lock and unlock on their own in the hotel too. It is rumored to be a female, there's a female spirit lingering in the gold hotel in Nevada too. The woman's name is Rose. Many have uh, stated that this woman in life was known to wear perfume that smells of roses. This woman is said to be a uh, tiny framed female who, uh, who dresses in apparel that looks as if it's from the 1800s. She she tobacco oh she has red hair and often lingers in the uh in one particular room. In another area is the uh you'll uh, smell the dis uh distant smell of a cherry pie of cherry pie tobacco. This uh ghost is said to be named William. It seems that he is a gentleman that wears a derby-style hat and smokes from his uh, pipe as if... Oh, smokes from his pipe and it lingers through the uh, hotel. Quit it. Sorry. These animals. The Gold Hotel in Nevada, several visitors have uh, established that they have uh, seen... Seen stuff and heard stuff and all that. And several people have died and are near the hotel. Several decades of mining violence and other activities have made this hotel what it is today. A very haunted son of a gun. And I still got more stuff on it. See, I found some good juicy ones this time. (sighs) We're still going over the gold hotel. Or the Gold Hill Hotel. In room two, there had been uh, reports for being it's being haunted by a ghostly woman called Rose. Okay, so uh, she is in number two. She, uh, of course, you know they said she has perfume that smells like a rose and stuff. So if you're ever in that room and smell it, it might be her. Uh, Well, and on this one, it pretty much covers what I just said a little bit. Maybe I should have read it before I recorded it, huh? Well, well, well. Anyways, this is a cool place to go check out. I would go check it out if I was you. Pretty cool, man. I don't know what I would do. That would be kind of weird just smelling a woman's perfume because I'm so used to any time I smell... Perfume, bam, you look up, you see a woman. 
And what would you do if you looked up and did not see a woman there? What would you do? Pretty creepy stuff, man. But in the old towns like that, that'd be cool to visit because uh, so many spirits pass through there, whether they was traveling, staying the night and moving on, or staying there to make it rich and be a miner, or just wanted to settle there and make a new life for themselves. So many different uh, cultures and different type people pass through there, and there's so much stuff that's probably got souls that stayed there. You know, be pretty cool. I don't know. I'd still crap my britches if I heard something. Okay. Now we're going to go over the Fox Ridge Park. The uh, small park is in Henderson Park, Nevada. That's surrounded, uh, that is surrounded in folklore and legends, baby. It is said to be haunted by the go by ghost of a small boy, among other spirits and entities. Supposedly, people have been, uh, have seen these swing move back and forth and, oh, back and forth as if somebody was in it swinging. The thing, the thing was that they, what? The thing was that they said this was oh. The thing was that they said this was happening when there was not any kind of wind or anything going. Excuse me for that. Even even freakier is the fact that the swing was moving like someone was on it. And like they said it the wind wasn't moving or nothing. And the other swings weren't moving at all. There are uh, also stories of a boy walking around the park at night. When people go looking for the boy, he isn't there to be found at all. Hmm. There's even uh, been reports of shadow figures moving around the park at night. And some people feel like they are being watched and followed in the park. Some say the park grounds are cursed and it was uh, carried over when the place was actually... <clears throat> excuse me, made into a park. But others say that it is all just stories and nothing is haunted or anything. But some people are like, yes, it is, jackass. Okay. Takes place eventually different characters. Multiple. Okay. Here's a story. It's the same park. But uh, here's a story about the uh, little boy that haunts the place. Uh, supposedly, the boy was tragically killed by a drunk, uh, drunk driver accident. He makes his uh, presence known in the park by playing on the swing. Some people have witnessed seeing the swing move by itself late at night. However, he does not like being watched. If you look at him in the eyes... It is believed he will turn into a demon and vanish. I don't want to test that theory out to see if that shit's true, so I will not look that kid in the fucking eyes. Hell to the no. And, of course, they're still talking about how the swing. There's several reports of, uh, and it's on YouTube, too. There's all, okay, there's the boy. But the boy was still rocking on the park. Yeah, I don't want to test that theory out. 
There has uh, also been stories of other less-known shadow figures moving around the uh, play, uh, playground at night. Most common among visitors is the sense of a unsense sense uh, of somebody watching them or being watched or something at night. And I've already said that once, but hey. There has been a lot of solid evidence backing up the stories, you know, about the boy and the uh, swing and the uh, figures at night. You can go online and uh, look at the stuff they've discovered on these places I'm talking about because they put a lot of the stuff on YouTube. Real easy to click on it and watch, man. Well, I think that is it. Nope, here's a little bit more about the story, about some of the stuff. Okay, I've already said that. Hmm. Okay, well. That is kind of sad, though. I see that a lot, too. And, uh, like, when kids die like that. When they die in something tragic like that. Yeah, that'd be creepy. But next is going to be pretty cool because I'm a is a pretty cool one because I'm a big mob guy. I like the mob stuff. So, ah, you blank god dang screen, quit it. So this place is in, of course, Nevada, but it's in Las Vegas. And if you have ever seen, um. What is that show? Ghost Adventures. Then you'll know what I'm talking about because its house has been on there. I don't know which episode, but it has been on there. The place is called La Plaza, the La Plaza Mansion. It's said to be a former uh, mob boss house. The visitors, the visitors to the uh, abandoned site report an evil uh, vibration coming from the structure with one calling it Satan's Mansion. One of the uh, mansion's uh, former owner has said to have directly confronted a demonic entity with a sword. As he did this, he became, he began to feel icy fingers clench firmly around his neck. One of the owner's friends had to grab him and pull him aside. Uh, outside to stop the choking. Hmm, that's pretty que uh, creepy. See, man, I don't know how I'd feel like being attacked by ghosts like that. Oh, man. There are apparently a number of secret rooms in the mansion, too. During the remodeling, one of the rooms of its uh, bathroom, there was uh, like another part to the bathroom. They found another room. There was numerous blood stains, and it appeared of uh, suggesting that a murder had uh, taken place there or something. Because there's like blood and stuff on the walls and stuff. The owner's girlfriend claimed that the evil spirits that lived that prevailed there in the mansion whispered sexual suggestive comments in her ear, especially when she was in the shower. That's creepy. That's creepy. Could you imagine sitting there and you'd hear like, hey, sexy, I'm going to kiss you. Hey, sexy, 
Nice booty. I better quit. I'm scaring myself. And I'm here by myself because the kids are on vacation. On the, they're at the uh, church camp. Okay, we're still going over the La Plaza Mansion. The uh, mansion is haunted by the original owner, too, who was a mobster. And this house has a colorful history, as we uh, said, including, well, they call that room that they found the murder room. The house was, uh, oh, like I said, it was featured in the in, a, in the episode, one of the episodes of Ghost Adventures, and it came out in 2010. So look up 2010 season and uh, Ghost Adventures, and you'll find it. During their investigation, they reported hearing banging, singing, snarling, and more. Also, they heard uh, phrases including, you break in here, or you broke in here, kill her, not that way. The previous owners also reported seeing an older woman wearing an oversized a older woman wearing oversized sunglasses sitting in a chair. Pretty creepy shit. And we're still going over it. See, like I said, some of this stuff I can find just bam, bam, bam. Some stuff is just like mm, one or two sites or something. Okay. is reported. And, of course, it's one of the most haunted places in uh, uh, Vegas. And they hear the same thing. Uh, like they said, there's been hissing, banging. Um, there has often been heard by people who step inside the mansion, you know, footsteps that linger, uh, glass breaking, and there's no glass in there. And there's just... Uh, it's just a crazy mansion, and see, nobody, nobody's bought it. It's been on the market for, I can't remember how many years they said, but yeah, it's it's nuts. And if you watch that on the episode, it's pretty cool. Well, okay, we are done with the uh, La Plaza Mansion in uh, Las Vegas. I wonder how you could go in there legally. I guess you'd have to find the owners and say, hey, let's go in there and do a podcast. That would be some crazy shit. Now, we are going to go over ah, Tessa, the monster of Lake Tahoe. See, I've never heard that story. This is like their version of, a, uh, of the Loch Ness Monster. To the state's largest freshwater lake, Tahoe was. Oh, Ta Lake uh, Tahoe has a has long been rumored to be rumored to be home of an underwater mob graveyard and a huge creature. A story often told around Tahoe is that a few years back, a fisherman strolling off the uh, south. Shore got his hook caught on something in the depths. When he finally freed it, it 
re, uh, it reeled his uh, catch back to his boat, he found a well-preserved human... A well-preserved human carcass on the end of the line. According to local legend, the... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I skipped something. Okay, he was fishing and he found a fucking finger or something on his... Or a carcass on his uh, hook. Uh, another version of the tale is a fisherman... Uh, Snagging, he snagged a three-fingered human hand, and then a—that's uh, one of them—that he got a three-fingered human hand. Uh, then, according to local legend, the 90-foot deep, 900-foot uh, depth water of the South Shore served as a uh, dumping place for mob. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm glad I got to do that little special for you like that. But don't forget now, Wednesday's going to be the uh, 100th, the original, the uh, original, the 100th episode. And I'm going to be going over some more haunted uh, campgrounds and stuff like that. So I hope you guys enjoy this. And I just want you to know, man, I appreciate you all. And thank you for listening. And just thank you. Just, I mean, I'm growing. The, the podcast is growing. I'm getting, I mean, it's just awesome. I just want to say thank you guys. You know, it's like I said, I might not be getting <coughs> huge numbers, but for me not really public, uh, getting doing any advertising and just getting it out there word of mouth, I think I'm doing pretty good. So, But I just want to thank you because that's where it all starts with you guys. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, just uh, always being there on Wednesdays for me. I uh, hope you got, I want to do something and I want everybody to participate in it. So please, let's do this. Number one, I want everybody to start uh, telling me your your scary stories. Um, tell me, uh, send, send them to uh, Instagram, Facebook, or uh, the emails. If you do that for me, I will get them and we can talk about them on the air. So please do that for me. I would love to do that for my 100th episode. So if you got time. Please do that. And if I don't catch it on the 100th, I probably can't do it on the 100th episode, but I can do it on the two-year anniversary show. So it's going to be awesome, guys. I'm pumped. I'm ready for it. I'm going to get Ashley to come in and maybe talk about some spooky stuff and uh, Lexi. So I think it'll be a good, good, fun episode. So I just want to say thank you guys once again. And this is, uh, this is all for you guys because you guys know how to make a fella feel spooky inside. <laughs> But you guys be good. I will holler at you later. Have a spooky evening. And this has been Stephen LaBooth with Ghost Stories Told from the South. The 100th episode special. Hope you enjoyed, my little spooky friends. We will see you later. Bye.